And it's time to check in with uh, Mary Kramer, uh, brought to you by UHY, UHY Advisors and CPAs, serving Metro Detroit and across the globe for over 50 years, UHY, and uh, uh, our Mary Kramer, who is group publisher, Crane Regional Business Brands. And uh, after you went to press, Mary, good morning, uh, it was announced that those people trying to get rid of Kellyanne Conway weren't able to get rid of her, but her daughter was able to get rid of her. Her 15-year-old daughter uh, going uh, viral with pushing for emancipation, my mother's job ruined my life to begin with, which has led Kellyanne Conway to say, I'm leaving the White House. I heard this morning on on your show, Paul, and on the newscast that it was to spend more time with her four kids, and I think that explains that. Yep. I think uh, when it got to so bad that it became a public issue, uh, she chose to do what she felt she needed to do. So nobody likes to see a a 15-year-old or any kid uh, turning against their family or their parents' jobs or whatever, but this was pretty ugly. Wouldn't wish this upon anyone, so she's uh, going to deal with it. So uh, that that just happened late yesterday, last night. Now, you've got your big back-to-school package for Cranes Detroit Business this week. Talk about, well, a deep dive in a lot of things, including school funding in Michigan. Yeah, I know that much of the focus is on how people are going back to school, how kids are, whether it's remote or in person. But Chad Livengood took a look at the other piece of this, and that is the funding. And and uh, we have a map that I think is worth checking out for just about anybody who um, is interested in this topic of finding out more about their district versus other districts in terms of the amount of money that they get per pupil. You, you'd think it would be the same, but it's not. And it, and it goes back to this very complicated history, but it goes back to 1993 and 1994. And what it shows, Paul, is that it's not just Detroit versus everybody else, that Detroit gets the short end of the stick with funding. There's a lot of other districts that also are, at, are getting funding at, a low, at the low end of the scale. South Lyon, Holly, Oxford, Armada, all these school districts, are, and, and even, even one, there's, there's two districts that cover the city of Madison Heights. And there, there's a 30% difference in the funding that both of those school districts get per, per pupil. So it's a complicated story, but there's a lot of business people and policy people who are agitating to change the way Michigan looks at school funding. And so this, this package kind of, kind of explains it. Yeah, since the Proposal A uh, passed in 1994, school funding was capped in most districts and what they can well, levy to support absolutely. schools. So Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's complicated, but... And, and nobody, you know, it's it, politics being politics. There are certain people who say, oh, if we change it, it just means that the big urban districts like Pontiac or, or Detroit will get all the money and that's and we'll lose. So it, it can't be approached as a zero sum game. It's got to be approached differently. And it's it's politically um, uh, difficult to do that. But when you look at the numbers, it shows that a lot of districts are penalized. Uh, interesting story, and God bless the former employees of the former Borders Books who saw the ship going down and decided to do something 
to go on and live on beyond Borders Books. This is a great story on page three. Yeah, this is a neat story because um, a lot of small bookstores and especially comic bookstores have suffered during this um, pandemic. And I didn't even know that this small foundation existed. There's a small foundation. It's based in Ann Arbor. Um, It is uh, the Book Industry Charitable Foundation. And they've given out more than a million dollars to comic book stores and independent shops all over the country. And uh, so the story looks at some of the local stores and how they've been affected. But the sidelight to me of this is that um, this foundation that is a, a stepchild, so to speak, of, of the Borders books, which I still mourn those stores not yeah. being around anymore. Yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> but there are plenty of, uh, there are still, thankfully, plenty of uh, of smaller stores that we need to keep in business best we can. Absolutely. But they're, they're getting fewer and fewer. But what a great yeah. thing the employees of Borders books did before they were liquidated in 2011. Your column on uh, page six uh, putting a virtual Detroit homecoming together. Well, you know, Paul, you've attended. It's, it's always a. It's this. We've been doing this since 2014. Crane's Detroit Business created this Detroit Homecoming Initiative with the support of so many foundations in our area, and we are going to have some small group in live things as, as much as we can do socially distanced, doing restaurant takeovers so we can have 50 percent of the restaurant um, can can have our guests, but. We're doing a lot of it virtually, and it, it is amazing to me how many people are connected to Detroit. They either grew up here or they worked here at one time, and we are very pleased that we have Roz Brewer, who's a cast tech alum, and she's the COO of Starbucks, and she's on Amazon's board of directors. She's, she hasn't been able to attend in the past, but she'll be attending and speaking virtually on a panel with Byron Allen, who's probably the most successful black media mogul in the country. He owns the Weather Channel and a lot of other things, and he grew up in Detroit. So there's there's all these people who have a connection to Detroit, and they're very happy to be part of their virtual event, and we're going to have some great conversations. If people are interested, they should go to DetroitHomecoming.com and apply to attend. DetroitHomecoming.com. Yep. And uh, you'll have to pick up the issue to go, or, or Crane's... Uh, you can go to Cranes, cranesdetroit.com, but also on page 13, I bet people couldn't list the top five largest Southeast Michigan employers in in the right order. Number oh, one, I'm sure they can. Yeah. Ford Motor Company. Number two, University of Michigan. Number three, FCA US LLC. Number four, General Motors. Number five, Beaumont Health. Number six, Henry Ford Health System, number seven, the U.S. government. Largest Southeast Michigan employers. Appreciate it very much. Keep up the good work, Mary. Thank you, Paul W. Make it a great week. I know you will. Brought to you by UHY, UHY Advisors and CPAs, serving Metro Detroit and across the globe for over 50 years.